5AA Breakfast. David Penberthy and Will Goodings. Weekdays from 6 till 9 on Adelaide's 5AA. 23 minutes to 9 behind closed doors very shortly. In a moment, we'll catch up with the Police Commissioner, Grant Stevens. He's not in our regular spot. We wanted to put in a special call to him, though, to respond to our interview with Phil Martin yesterday, in which he said that um, he wanted to put on the agenda for the Adelaide City Council as they reviewed their their safety and security policy for the City of Adelaide, the prospect of pill testing at events held on council land. And we, we explored what that might mean. He said in the parklands, he said music festivals. He also said maybe... Something like the Garden of Earthly Delights, for example. My mail on this is that the proposal um, by by no means has majority council support. I know I've made some calls on this yesterday. Three councillors implacably opposed to it. And at this stage, it's only actually Anne Moran and Phil Martin who are on the record as saying that they think it's something that we should explore, but they are also of the view that it's a good idea. So there's only there's only actually two councillors, but it looks like the conversation has started and it's our view that one person whose voice should be um, heard heard loudly in that is, is the Police Commissioner, Grant Stevens. He joins us on the line now. Commissioner, good morning to you. Yes, good morning. Thanks for joining us, Commissioner. Did you have any um, prior knowledge or have you had any conversations uh, yet with the Council about the fact that at least a, a couple of them think that Adelaide and South Australia should go down this path? No, uh, there's been no prior contact um, regarding their, their thoughts about a conversation in relation to pill testing at venues in the CBD. Um, and uh, I suppose the first I heard about it was when it was um, being discussed yesterday. And I think this whole pill testing um, discussion or debate has build, been building momentum over the last few weeks um, or couple of months. And it's probably a point where we need to do something more decisive in terms of coming to a point where we're satisfied that this is a, a genuine option that improves safety for people or whether it's um, a, a noble idea that doesn't have the, the background to support it. I know that in, in the past, when I was working in Sydney, when Bob Carr had just become Premier way back... 20 odd years ago they had a, a drug summit where a whole bunch of different approaches were, were discussed in an open way and the idea was to put some evidence behind the arguments rather than it just being something that people write you know brief tweets about and take their yeah. positions do you think this as one of the key stakeholders in this do you think maybe rather than us battling this out through the you know newspaper columns and people popping up for interviews on radio that maybe that might be an idea that has some merit I think uh, that the three ways that we we, we tackle um, illicit drugs in our community, clearly the police have an obligation to try and reduce supply by stopping it from getting into the streets. We also have an impact on reducing demand by making it harder for people to access those drugs and discourage them through some sort of enforcement activity. That's not the only solution. We've also got the opportunity to reduce harm um, through education and uh Making people, giving people the opportunity to make informed choices, and if they're going to make the wrong choice, make sure they can do so safely. I think what's happening here is we're jumping to without looking at all of the dimensions that need to be examined. And a really good indicator of that is we have a handful of festivals in uh, South Australia every year, but illicit drugs are being taken every single day, every weekend by young people, and we're not we're not addressing that aspect of it as well. There are plenty of overdoses that report to emergency. Um, centres across the state with people who have overdosed on drugs and having pill testing in a festival every now and then isn't really dealing with the problem. Yeah. 
when you've been in the studio and we've discussed this previously, you've talked about the, the, the obstacles in a practical sense to policing when you've got yeah. a, a tent at a festival, for example, that's attracting people with what is an illegal substance. You guys are there trying to keep that substance out of circulation. So how do you actually pass those two ideas? Have you spoken with other commissioners around the country about how you actually do your job whilst facilitating the introduction of this, this brand new thing? Well, we, we have had those conversations and, in fact, we've got um, we've got a conference of commissioners coming up very shortly where pill testing is on our agenda to have a have a discussion about because we are conflicted in terms of um, our enforcement obligations and acting on intelligence and observations that we, we make around these areas and the ability for people to move freely in and out of an area where they're having illicit drugs tested. Um, and as I've said uh, I'm not satisfied that the pill testing process provides enough information to an individual to make a choice, a safe choice about using illicit drugs. They're still illegal, they're still toxic, and they're not getting sufficient information about the substance they're proposing to take that makes it a safe decision. Hmm. So I see these people walking out of a pill testing area. Hmm. I'm reasonably certain they've probably got illicit drugs on their person that could end up having one of my officers attend at their mum and dad's house to tell them they've died of a fatal overdose and I'm going to let them walk away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exactly the point that, yeah. that Anna Wood's dad made a couple of weeks ago. That was yeah. the coroner's investigation found she took pure ecstasy, which is the stuff that apparently would be given the green light under this this regime. Mm. Well, but the, the person's only going to be told that the tablet contains MDMA, um, methylene dioxymethamphetamine. And it's not going to tell them about this, the, the, the purity, um, uh, how much of that substance is actually in there. And it's not going to take into account the physiological condition of the person who's yeah. taking the tablet. We just There's too many unknowns that um, create an opportunity for a person to, to do something thinking they're doing it more safely. Not necessarily entirely safely, but they think it's safer than it was before where mm. it, it really might not be. Hmm. Commissioner, we appreciate you coming on yeah. to, to have a chat about this this morning. Thanks for your time. Pleasure. Good on you. Th- thanks for that, Grant Stevens. You know, the other thing, just to round this out, and, and this is in no way um, trying to turn this into some some knock on the liquor licensing issue. Let's you know, not go down that vexed path again. But last year at WOMAD, uh, Kate and I got my folks, um, who deserve nothing but public thanks for the amount of babysitting that they mm. do. They looked after the kids, and we had a, a rare night, the two of us, went out for date night on a Friday to WOMAD. Now, it was a stinking hot night. The queues for drinks were massively long. Yeah. Um, I went up to the bar and I said, can I please have a beer and a bottle of um, Sauvignon? And they went, no, you can't, sir, sorry, because the wine counts as four drinks. <laughs> and if you add the beer, that's five. And I was just looking at this woman and I didn't have a crack at her because it's not her fault. Yep. And I thought... These dumb laws, I've not had a drink all day. Mm. It's the end of the week. I want to have my beer and then I want to sit down on the picnic rug with my missus and we'll share the plonk, get some food, listen to some nice world music. Under the council scenario, I would be in that wine queue from WOMADs coming up in a couple of weeks, all WOMADs henceforth, I would still as a 49-year-old man be being treated like a total dummy-sucking baby yep. who couldn't be trusted to have one beer before going halves in a bottle of wine with my wife, 10 feet away from the tent where they're saying, yep, your ecstasy's fine, go your hardest. Yeah. yeah. Now, what stupid mixed messages are we as a society sending that at the 
smoke-free WOMAD, where you can't buy more than four drinks, you can still pop your pill mm. because some quack has said you can. Which is to say nothing of the taxes too that are on the alcohol that you have that make them a less cost-effective option than the drugs that are now well, being tested to be exactly. okay. Exactly, the, because the, 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 the business model preferred by the gypsy jokers and the coffin cheaters and the, and the finks and what have you, the stuff they make as opposed to Yalumba. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is, this is the pay, world we're living in. Yalumba pay payroll tax. Yep. They pay land tax. Yep. Like, do, do the do the do the outlaw motorcycle tax. gangs pay? Or what, what's what's what are they? Do, they, do you have to wet. pay payroll for how many bikey gang members you got? Pay wet tax on alcohol, all sorts.